Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that a little bit as we go forward, but I'm Kristen Kingsbury. I'm the founder of Get Some Assets. My passion is helping you to grow your wealth. 
um, through real estate as a tool, truly. And I want to welcome my friend, my mentor, my senior business coach, and he's successful at all of these things. So I love when he comes here and joins us in the mornings, but he's going to chime in um, on this conversation with us as well. Dave, are you there this morning? I am, Kristen. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to everybody. Glad to be with you today. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. So the topic today, Dave, is financial freedom isn't free. And I was thinking about that because oftentimes I'll have people come to me and they're like, but how did you do that? Or how did your family do that? Or how did your, you know, how did you together? Um, and yet I have so far to go. And I think about where did we start and what are some of the things? So I'm going to chat, you chime in and just stop me when you want to comment. But the first <laughs> thing I thought about is, is time. It doesn't happen overnight. It's the long game. People are looking for a quick fix and people are looking, you know, they want right now to have that thing. And, and it doesn't happen over it overnight. It happens over time. It's kind of reminds me of a garden. Like you're going out there, you planted the seeds, you're not seeing much, you're not seeing much, you have to keep tending to the garden, keep watering the garden, keep doing the things. And then pretty soon you start to see the garden grow and it starts to comp, you know, it's the same with your money. It starts to compound over time. And what happens, what I see happen with a lot of people is they don't, they don't do the long-term game. They don't play the long-term game. They want to buy and they want to make money overnight, um, which happens. It's not impossible, but it's not a long-term strategy to real wealth building. It's the long-term game. It's the holding through the ups and the downs. In the real estate market, years ago, people would tell me how broken and, and battered they got with the last recession and how they lost everything. And it was because when they often when they were making the plan, they didn't make the long-term plan because the real estate market is cyclical. <clears throat> and we've got these ups and downs, and it's true of most markets. Not, I mean, it's the economic market, not even just the real estate market, but it's got the ups and downs. And if you don't get fearful and sell at the bottom, you didn't lose anything. And so just having the mindset that this is a long-term game and that you're not going to exit out of fear and lose everything, you're going to hold on. Um, and you're going to stay, stay if you can. And there, you know, there's a different situation for everybody, but the long-term game is what I think people are not playing, playing. Um, I think they lose when they have fear nights and weekends, whatever it takes. I was looking back at life and I was thinking about, okay, Kristen, talk to me about time. What kind of time did you have to put into this? What kind of and the truth is, like Judge said, when everybody else was going to the parties, I was flipping the houses. I was bringing my kids to sit on the floor and paint the walls with the paintbrush. Um, when other people were going on $10,000 vacations, I was going to make money to compound money because it was fun. And I could see the future was what I was committed to, not the present. Um, and so I think about like the nights, the weekends, we have this glamorous vision of financial freedom and, and we see... Um, we don't see the work leading up to it. We just see the result of it. And we look at people and we're like, oh, must be nice, you know, but at the end of the day, like the earlier comment, if you want it, you have to put in the effort. Oh, goodness. And it can be gross effort. It can be not fun effort. It can be when it when it comes to the, the real estate world and the and the um, buying investment properties, flipping invest, you know, flipping is not really an investment strategy, but it's a way to generate capital. And all of these all of these things like. 
oh gosh, if I could just help you to visualize the homes that I've had to go into in order to maximize the profit margin and the things that I've had to do that were just nasty and dirty, but it worked and it worked really well because it was the highest income paying productive activity at that time. But the nights, the weekends where yes, we sacrificed, but we did it together as partners. Um, and, and that's what helped the financial freedom. So sacrificing that time, sacrificing, you know, nobody talks to you about the sacrifice of family and friends time, but there was lots of times where if we went on a vacation, maybe the friends paid for all the, all the tours and all the things. And we said, you know what, we're going to go tour ourselves and we're going to put that money into buying the next investment. You know, you're going to go out and eat the steak dinner. I'll never forget when I was about Mm, 18 years old, 19 years old. I remember my girlfriend, uh, we went on vacation to Mexico and my girlfriend said, your husband, and we weren't married at the time. So I think she referenced him as my boyfriend or whatever, was going to leave me someday because I wouldn't spend all the money. And I was like, okay, interesting concept because her and her boyfriend were out taking the fancy dinners, buying the fancy cars, doing all the fun things. And we had a plan and we had a mission and we were partners and we were going to get to that mission. And it's funny because 20 years later, this bless this man's heart, he still hangs out with me, um, still loves me, still my partner. And <clears throat> unfortunately, that relationship that she had did not survive. And so, I mean, for us to think typically money is the reason that relationships fall apart, that families explode and combust. So sometimes taking your family along, making them a partnership, my kids are partners in this journey. So if I had to sacrifice family and friends time, I did it with my family. You know, if we were out painting houses, we did it together. If we were out trashing out houses, we did it together and we made it family time. Might not have been what your family time looked like or your friend time looked like, but those were the times and the, sacrifi the sacrifices that we made. Um, learning through trial and error, you know, Trial and error takes time. Sometimes you're invested in an idea or a project and you go down that path and you realize like, wow, I have a lot of time invested in this. And sometimes you want to keep going on a, on a bad trajectory because you have so much time invested. But sometimes it's about pivoting and about trial and error. It takes time to learn, right? To find the deals, to understand the market. So number one, the first thing in creating financial freedom is it takes time. Nothing happens overnight. Dave, if you want to comment on time, feel free. I know I, I, never just, I, I don't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> you take a breath all time. So you're, you're exactly right. And I think about, as you were speaking, I was thinking about, you know, the top 1%, top 1 and 2% of the agents that, that we coach. And their, their time is very... Uh, specific and very disciplined in terms of like take prospecting for example they will never give up that prospecting time they realize that's where the money is earned you know not maybe for today but 90 days from now and so they're not going to allow anybody to get them off track so it really has to do with with focus and that's one of the four i think key elements of maybe the mantra for 2022 and 2023 coming up and that's mindset, um, you know, looking at the day every day uh, with that positive expectancy. You know, I was listening to the news this morning. Good Lord. 
you can't do that, you know, and come out unless you just clear your mind and clear your body and reinvigorate it with some really good positive affirmations uh, and, and gratitude statements, right? You got to you got to work from a place of gratitude. The second thing is skill set. You know, how good are you at your job? Are there gaps? If there are gaps, we've got to tackle those. And we've got to spend the time, Kristen, uh, to, to one, evaluate where we're not as strong as we should be, and then to feed our mind, educate ourselves, and get better at what we do. And then I think the third thing, which still involves time, is your focus. You know, you take one thing and focus on Judge was talking about that earlier. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's absolutely um, staying focused, not letting the flashy objects you know, take you off track. Don't chase the squirrels. Get on top of what it is you're trying to accomplish for the day and stay on it. And then the last thing, of course, the most, I think, most important um, is to take action. Move one step at a time. As you said, it takes time. Nobody gets into this. I've heard people say, oh my God, you're just a born salesman. No, I spent the time. I learned how to sell. You know, sometimes we think we're great salespeople, but as I think I've said uh, to you before, in fact, and on, on this program, talking is not selling. Understand sales tactics. You know, whatever you're selling, whether it's real estate or automobiles or coffee machines, it doesn't matter. Understand your product and understand your strategies for sale and uh, for selling and work on those strategies until you master them. Yeah. Does that help? Yeah, absolutely. So what I just heard you say is whatever the mission is, you need to time block for it. Whatever the highest yes. dollar productive activity is, you need to make sure that it's in your calendar time blocked and that nothing gets in your way. Whatever absolutely it is, right. it's the process for financial freedom. And that's, you know, to, to your point, that's what we were doing even as kids was like, hey, we're on a financial freedom mission doesn't matter what's going on around us. The mission doesn't stop. And, you know, regardless of what that might look like to our friends. So love that comment. So the second thing that I think is a major, um, a, a major factor in financial freedom, because it's not free is education is studying yourself and your habits. And why are you where you are? Sometimes you're in a good place and there's a reason and there's a model that you need to duplicate and sometimes you're in a bad place and there's a habit that you need to shift or that you need to change. But studying other people who have been there before you, who have succeeded, who have failed, why? Why did they succeed? Why did they fail? Most things in life, can you, you can create a model around. Most things in life, you can create a model around and duplicate. Um, so studying their strategy, studying what they focused on, and realizing, to Dave's point, not all things work equally. Not all things deserve equal time, equal effort, equal energy. So studying strategies, studying their focus, and understanding also, I mean, a lot of times I see a lot of wealth building courses that talk very generally, and you also have to know your market. So studying and educating yourself because something that works in your market may not work in somebody else's market or vice versa. Um, studying your activities to Dave's point again, and the time blocking studying the income producing activities and focusing, making sure that your calendar is reflective of the right tasks, the right role, the right activity, because oftentimes people show up and they say, I put in the hours, but the hours don't mean that you're focused on the right activity. It just means that you showed up and showing up is part of it. And it's a really important part of it, but it doesn't mean that you were focused on the right activities. 
Um, studying again, studying your finances. I find generally when I talk to people, they haven't looked at their money and they don't even know what they spend their money on. The word budget is foreign to them because it sounds like a dirty word. Um, so studying your finances and studying the things that drain your money, the holes that you have in your bucket, just spending time studying yourself, studying your habits and studying the people that you want to be like or the, the, the life that you want to build and who's been there before you and looking at what's the difference. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Between your habits and your calendar and theirs, because you both have the same amount of time in a day. Um, and again, like education, education, education. I, I can't tell you enough. Get with the right people that are winning at the things you want to win at and put yourself in their space and study and learn and grow and be a student of whatever your mission is forever. Really, it never stops. When you stop learning, you start dying. So Dave, what about education? Talk to me about education for a minute in regards to wealth building. I was just thinking about when I, um, when I first learned to ski, one of the, um, one of the uh, friends that I skied with was really good at skiing powder and I was not. And I threw myself in with him and it was like, you know, I didn't do too bad, but you know, I really wanted to learn to ski powder snow. I, so I started following him. I tried tracking with him and man, it was brutal. He was great. I was not. But over a year's period of time, I got a lot better just by keeping up. So your point is um, well taken. And that is find somebody that's in your industry that does things so well, and then take a look at exactly what they, what they do. And you know, again, it's about feeding your mind. There's so much information out there that you can, you know, if you can just read a book, uh, you know, uh, a week, for example, um, listen to a book, um, whatever it takes to be able to put some new ideas into your head. And I'm really a big proponent of starting every day with some new concepts that you can integrate uh, throughout the day uh, in, in your work. And that is, is kind of akin to following somebody that does it better than you so that you get better at it. And um, I just have to say, it's, it's, it's one of the most, probably one of the areas that a lot of folks just avoid or don't even really think about. They don't include it into their day. So going back to your schedule, put a little time for yourself in the morning, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes. Learn a new concept, practice it during the day. You know what I love that you just said, and, and sometimes we fail to acknowledge it, is you don't have to know these people. You don't have to, a lot of times I'll hear, well, I don't know any of those people. Those people are not in my world. Great, pick up a book written by them. Because I think of Kristen Cole, my business partner, and I remember her saying like how much she loved John Maxwell. And she said that, you know, first she started reading his books and then she put herself at his conferences. And it's funny because John Maxwell, 
um, I believe, I believe they went there for baptism, but they went to Jerusalem together and they're good friends now. And it all started with her picking up his book. So you don't have to be in their world in order for them to influence you. You just have to find those people that you want to learn and grow from that are doing what you want to do at a high level. And you just have to start putting their words into your mind, even if it's their podcast, their books, et cetera. So, so you just tapped on persistence, which was my number three. Persistence, the relentlessness of showing up, just be there, show up, do the things, even when they suck. I, I hate to say it that way, but the truth is, is that if, if financial freedom was easy, everybody would have it. If it was easy, everybody would have it. So sometimes you have to do the sacrifice and do the relentless showing up and doing the consistent things that generate the highest dollar productive activities. Um, thinking down the long road or you know, taking the long road, sometimes persistence looks like I don't know what to do yet, so I'm gonna do it with what I do know and next time I'm gonna learn to do it better, right? Sometimes the first path is not always the fastest way. And so sometimes you take the long road and each, each time you improve upon it and you make it better. Um, understanding that you're not going to know it all. I see so many people when it talks to, when we talk to persistence and we talk to, you know, getting out there and taking action, there's this paralysis by analysis, like, oh, I don't know it all yet. I can't do it yet. I can't do it yet. If we waited until we knew it all, we'd never get started. So knowing and understanding you're not going to know it all. You just get started. And a lot of life happens when you learn along the way and you have those models and those mentors that you're following. That's what reduces the risk. But you still have to take the action prior to knowing everything. Um, practice and more practice and more practice. I, I watch my agents as I teach them and teach them how to find deals for their clients and for themselves. And what I notice is when they come in the door, they have a real estate license. They know how to find houses. They don't know how to find deals. They don't know how to calculate the math. They don't know how to identify an investment property that's good for their investors. Um, so finding the deals, I tell them all the time, write the fake offer, do the fake math, find the deal, write more offers screw up the paperwork, ask questions, like do it and do it and do it and do it and do it again. Because the repetitiveness, just like working out in the gym or the football practice, that's what creates the expert. It's the 10,000 hours of practice that makes you the expert. So start practicing. You don't have to know it all. Building relationships with people that are winning. You know, you have to be persistent. I put this under persistence because there are relationships that I have been persistent and relentless about building. And oftentimes those relationships with those people winning at really high levels, those are the busiest people you know. They are the most strategic with their time and the things that they say yes and no to. So sometimes you gotta be willing to be knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, and keep going to add value to those relationships and to insert yourself into people's lives that you want to grow with because they're not just sitting around with all the time in the world to take on everybody who raises their hand and says, hey, I want to learn from you. So being persistent and building um, massive relationships that can you know, help you with your trajectory is not easy. It takes persistence. Showing up and building the profitable business, creating the habits, Whatever it is, if you're a business owner or if you are just, you know, if you are a piece of the business, you own it as it's your own and you show up relentlessly and you make it more profitable. We talked last week about um, finding ways to raise your hand for a raise and get and generate more income and ask your boss for a raise. 
often that simply comes from show up, do the work, help the business become more profitable and show that your, that your, um, contribution is increasing profits, be able to show it and then raise your hand and say, look what I've done. Would you mind if we created a comp plan to where I can get a piece of profit every time? So again, just showing up, increasing profitability is part of persistence. It doesn't happen overnight. Number four, I've got failure and disappointment. Um, this this is always funny because sometimes we look at people who've succeeded or that we perceive to be really successful and we fail to acknowledge that they have failed and failed and failed more times than we have. That's part of why they're succeeding. And so never, I, I say, you know, um, there will be times when you when you choose a wrong business partner. There will be times when you choose a wrong deal and you have to try again successful people understand that failure is is a part of success it's not exempt you know you're not exempt from failure on the way to success success people successful people know and understand that it takes failure and failure and getting up and doing it again i you know you hear the the abraham lincoln and the einstein and all these stories of all these people who tried and tried and tried and tried the tesla stories the try and try and try and fail and fail and fail and you're failing forward right you're building your your every time you fail you're learning you're growing you're moving forward um poor dave bless your heart dave's been on the journey of failed partnerships and learning and growing for years with me <laughs> so <laughs> right you don't get to you don't get no. to succeed unless you fail along the way <laughs> that's right and you never slow down you simply learn from the experience and then you move forward period I, that's the I, focus I, right that's the focus we talk about we're not letting anything get in the way of stopping us we might have to move right or move left but we're staying on the same same path eventually yeah the goal is the same the trajectory to getting there or the plan might shift a little bit or might you might have to pivot mm -hmm. but i you know in building wealth i've always when i've invested or or built businesses i always I'm a big advocate for having multiple exit strategies. And I've always been criticized for that. I've always been set, you know, it's always been said, oh, you, you're planning for divorce? No, no, I'm never planning for divorce, but I'm a realist and I understand that divorce can happen. So whether it's a project or an investment property or a partnership or a business, what's the exit strategy? And is there more than one that you can get out um, safely and leave yourself in better position than when you found, you know, when you found that project, that investment? Um, that, I don't know, that to me, be it that I'm criticized for it or not, I have found is always, um, important. It's always important to be able to exit, but failure is something that often opens doors to better things. And along our journey, as Dave has watched me grow and, and along our journey, um, failure Oftentimes the things that I thought would put me in the trajectory that I wanted to go and that was on the path to my goal and my vision, oftentimes failing was okay because failing opened a different door, a better door, um, that if I would have succeeded at that thing wouldn't have been an option. So I think also remembering that failure is a part of succeeding and that oftentimes failure opens the doors to future opportunity and future success. Um, 
man, I swear I have just so many notes that I could talk and talk on this topic topic forever. Kristen, can I can I can I yes. put one other thing in here real Go quick? I, I want to make sure we, we talk about this today. Trust your intuition too, guys. As you're as you're going into uh, any kind of a sales scenario, if you know if somebody's name pops up in your head, there's a reason for it, most likely. If you know you need to make a phone call to somebody, make that phone call. If you, if you get the, the feeling that something is the wrong direction, stop and really evaluate and see if we do want to take the next step forward. Because sometimes we stay with failed strategies because it's what we know. Um, and we have to stop and evaluate and then back up and change, change directions, change the strategy, change the talk track, whatever it requires to keep moving forward. But trust your intuition. When something doesn't feel right, take a look, at least stop and take a look at it. And if you feel that sense that you need to pick up the phone and call somebody or take care of some paperwork or take care of something on a deal, do it because there's a really good reason and it's all of the experiences to date that are coming together at one point to give you guidance. So, so please listen to, intently to that inner voice. You know what? I actually think that that's a really good good note to end on. I have pages of notes and I'm only on number four of 10. So maybe we'll continue this conversation next week. But making sure, um, so trusting your gut when you are looking at those projects, when you're looking at those investment opportunities, when you're looking at those business partnerships, if you get an uh-oh feeling, question the uh-oh feeling. Um, it is worth questioning the worst, the worst, the worst uh, investment partnership thing, you know, that I ever got myself into was one where I literally felt the uh oh feeling and I went against my gut feeling. And, uh, and to Dave's point, it is your experience with people, with relationships, with um, projects, with past, you know, all of these things that come together into your subconscious mind and they tell you, uh oh. And, and at that moment, I'll never forget that person that I kept saying no to said to me, you know what gut stands for, right? And I said, no, what does it stand for? And he said, gave up thinking. And I had an uh-oh feeling when he said that too. And yet I allowed the pressure and the, the influence and the, the just everything around me to make me say yes against my gut and you know lo and behold it didn't work out and so like lesson learned through failure that to trust your gut to trust your instincts god gave you that for a reason um and you know blessed i i'm blessed that those things still turned out better than uh, the you know the exit strategy was an absolute mess but the doors to other opportunities opened so just remembering that when you fail you fail forward and the future, even if you're in the midst of that pain of failing, the doors are going to open ahead of you and they're going to be bigger and better opportunities. So I'm going to close this down and I'm going to hand this off to Mr. Marcus Black. Dave and I do a mastermind. If you go to getsomeassets.com, the link is in my bio. We do a mastermind in talking through your specific business and your strategies and how do we get you to profitability so that we can help you build passive income. Go on over there, click on the link, stay in touch with us. We'd love to support you. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.